Welcome to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast, a show dedicated to the storytelling that happens or should happen when practitioners purchase technology. Each episode is designed to inspire new ways and ideas to make your business better as we speak with the brightest minds in recruitment and HR tech. That's what we do. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you're listening to the Use Case Podcast. Today, we have Vital on from Sorbet, and we'll be learning about the business case, the use case that our prospects and customers use to purchase Sorbet. So while we just do introductions first, Vital, would you do us a favor and introduce both yourself and Sorbet? With pleasure, and thank you for having me. Um, So I'm Vital, I'm the CEO and one of the co-founders of Sorbet. Um, Sorbet is a relatively earlier stage company. We've been around just a little over two years um, I come from predominantly a financial background, um, been in like multinational corporates my entire career, never really thinking of becoming an entrepreneur until um, sometime in the middle of COVID when I um, started to talk to many employers across the country and just repeatedly hearing in the most organic way w- without specifically asking about this and without specifically researching this space. I just kept hearing from more and more people that they were very concerned about the fact that employees just stopped taking time off. Um, right, right. You know, I just take you back to uh, May of June, May, May or June of 2020. This was when, you know, there was shelter in place, travel restrictions, plus, um, you know, everyone transitioning to working from home and just everyone just stopped, just stopped going on vacation. Um, and so basically, as, as, as I kept hearing about this problem, I, I started researching the space and I found like that, like many, many things, COVID did not create this problem. If anything, it slightly accelerated an existing trend, which is that way before COVID, U.S. employees just don't don't use up all of their vacation time. Um, in fact, on average, pre-COVID, people use about 70% of their allocation of paid time off. Um, and that creates a huge, huge market failure, both for employees and for employers. And it's a very unique market failure where no one gains from this. It's a pure lose-lose situation. And I'll explain in a minute why that is. But as I was staring at this huge, massive problem, uh, we saw a tremendous amount of value uh, to unlock. And in fact, each year from year to year, there's over $270 billion of unused vacation days that get accumulated on companies' balance sheets, um, which is compensations that employees could potentially receive and employers are inflicted upon uh, with, as debt, uh, essentially. And so we saw this massive problem and we saw uh, an opportunity to, to really provide this value book to employees and employers. And this is how Sorbet essentially was so, quick question on the on the uh, the liability side. So, it shows up on the balance sheet as a liability, but how do they treat it at the end of the year or, or reconciling the books for the next year? Don't they just write that debt off? So, approximately seventy percent of U.S. employers don't write that off. They essentially really? allow wow. employees to accrue and carry it over right. year to year. Um, some of them would have an effective cap on how much you can carry over. Right. Some of them will put an expiration date on how long you can carry it over, but the vast majority of them will allow you to carry it over. There are There is a smaller portion of employers that 
will apply a use it or lose it policy whereby by the end of the year, if you didn't use it, you essentially lose it. And then, of course, uh, a certain amount of companies that are now adopting um, discretionary or unlimited PTO, which is essentially this um, very cynical um, way of, of basically eliminating the problem for employers, but then not encouraging employees to take time off. I'm I'm uh, absolutely with you. So, with the unlimited PTO, and I love that you went there um, because I had this very experience. I built uh, in the aughts. I had business uh, that one best places to work, and one of the things we had was unlimited PTO. We had a bunch of crazy great benefits. Uh, unlimited PTO was not one of them because people were reluctant to take off. And, and years before that, we had, you know, major holidays and then, you know, three weeks or whatever it was. And we had it as a use it or lose it. And so people would take off, like take vacations. Like there was no guilt or shame or any anxiety or any of that stuff. It was like, Hey, yep, going to, <laughs> going to Cabo. And- I think that one of the things that you get, there's enough data already to show is that when, when uh, employers apply a, a, a non-limited PTO policy, people take significantly less time off. And it has to do with um, a deeply rooted cultural reluctancy that we all have with the concept of, of taking a vacation. Uh, and when there is a set amount of time, there's both a financial incentive by the employer to encourage you to do so but also an increased awareness of your, your right and entitlement and eligibility to take it, whereby with unlimited PTO, you just lose that, that legitimacy. So f- thankfully, uh, we're akin because we both, I mean, again, it's, it's kind of a con, unlimited PTO, but after you, after you get past kind of the, it's, it's a shiny object and it looks nice, people just don't use it. And, uh, and again, I think the, I think, you know, what's interesting about the, moving the liability to the next year or years in plural is you're still not really encouraging people to use it. (laughs) You're just kind of moving the liability from this year to the next year to the next year, et cetera. But there's really still not kind of a, a cultural part of that or an emotional part of that that says, we want you to actually, you're better if you're, you know, fully functioning. If you're fully functioning, you know, you need to actually go and regenerate and, and recuperate, et cetera. Like, that just makes sense to me. So, how does how does sorbet play into this world? So we, I, I the problem is real. I, I can you you already nailed it, and I can speak to it from personal experience. So now, how does sorbet kind of interact with that problem? So, in order for me to fully explain what sorbet does, if you'll bear with me for for a few minutes, let me just 100%. explain for a second how PTO actually works, and then it would be easier for me to explain what it sure, is. Sure, sure, sure. To fix it. So basically, as an employee at a company, assuming that you do get an allocation of time off, uh, effectively, your salary represents a certain amount of days that you're supposed to be working and then a certain amount of days that you're paid not to work. Now, it, it sounds really trivial, but if you think about it, it's actually the most incredible benefit that our employer provides us, quite possibly the most expensive benefit, but just something that that just, people are just not as aware of. Um and just to put like a numbers example behind it to make it a little bit more understandable, say a person is eligible for 12 days off a year on any given month, on an average month, you're supposed to work for 19 days and then you get paid not to work one day. Now, what happens when you don't actually take this day off is that for that particular month, 
you work 20 days when you were actually effectively only paid for 19. So that means that you worked an extra day that isn't reflected in your salary. So for that day, you haven't been compensated yet. Your employer actually owes you this money. Right. It, very often when I talk about this and I ask of people when I explain this, so, so who gains from this? You assume, <laughs> right? You're automatically assuming that there's some nefarious evil employer on the other side right. you know, taking advantage. But the fact is that when you don't take that day, when you work that extra day, you're actually forcing your employer to lend money from you, right? That's right. You work that day. They haven't paid you yet. So you lend them this money. They are immediately, they immediately have to recognize this as a liability towards you. And it's the worst kind of liability. Right. Unlike a loan that you take from a bank, this is a liability that you didn't ask for. It's not part of some sophisticated financial planning. You never actually know when you're going to have to pay it off. Right. right. It's not like, you know, when you take a loan, you usually know, okay, I have to pay this off in an X amount. Right. You can literally wake up every single day, have an employee resign or have their direct manager fire them. And all of a sudden you have to pay this off. And worst of all, you don't actually know how much it's going to cost you. Because what a lot of really sophisticated CFOs don't fully realize is that it doesn't matter how much the employee earned when they originally accrued this time you paid them off according to their salary when they leave. Right. So the fact is that this is a a loan, this is a liability that balloons from year to year compoundedly with every single wage increase that you provide this employee. So taking you back from an employee's perspective, a portion of your hard-earned compensation, this is not like a future bonus contingent upon some future, you know, market. Uh, your hard-earned compensation for work that you've already done is locked up in an illiquid asset that you can't access and you don't know when you're going to access, if at all. And from an employer perspective, you can inflict it with this unpredictable ballooning um, liability that you didn't ask for. What we do is actually quite simple. We integrate with the HR system. We analyze the data and we're able to come back to the company and provide them on a per employee basis our analysis as sorry our analysis and prediction on how much of that balance will actually get used versus the unusable portion of this PTO which will end up just stuck on the balance sheet right then we're able to provide each and every every employee with the ability for the first time ever to actually cash this out now instead of having to wait until some unknown point in the future when they ultimately leave the company. The way that we do that is that we provide this cash for them. So all of a sudden they have the ability to get an immediate infusion of cash at a time where we can all use some extra cash, right? Everything is so expensive right now. And you're now able to access an additional stash of compensation that you didn't even know existed. But at the same time, from an employer perspective, they no longer owe the employee because the employee has already been paid. Now they owe Sorbet. So now for the first time ever, they get to control and predict this cash payout. They can decide when they pay us back. So instead of this entirely unpredictable and very, very costly liability, we turn it into a very stable and predictable payment schedule to us, which is cost saving for them. 
And and just so just so I'm the audience is clear, is it is it can they trade that for other day for other services or for other things or is it is it cash for cash? Is it well, we, we effectively turn it into cash? What we do is we load it onto a prepaid card. It's a Visa prepaid card, right. uh, which you know you can use wherever Visa is accepted. So basically anywhere. But then we also proceed to start offering you really, really amazing kind of discounts and offers around travel and hospitality and wellness and even like financial savings and things like that. But you don't have to obviously spend it on our offering. It's just our way to boost your um, your your cash out and your compensation and to you know help your dollar go a longer way. But we have users using this at gas stations and grocery stores and on Amazon and Starbucks as well. So uh, I'll start uh, Vital by saying I despise software categories just in, in general, uh, but HR budgets uh, are built in Excel, generally speaking. So where where do you find yourself in the budget process? Because uh, I see I could, I could actually probably place you in about 10 different places, but I could also see you kind of in benefits as, a, as an employee benefit. Um, but before I lead the witness too far, where where do clients where are they pulling money to pay for Sorbet? Where are they using where the, where's that come out of the budget? So the beauty is is that Sorbet has no implementation fees, no upfront fees, and no per employee per month fee. That's oh, not cool. this model. So you don't actually have to budget it. In fact, it's zero risk solution because if none of your employees sees value in this, no one cashes out nothing happens, no skin off your back. Right. Only if employees start using it is, you know, our benefit that that starts kicking in, which is that instead of that liability, you will see a reduction on liability for accrued employee benefits. You will start seeing a line item on the balance sheet, which is essentially a payable to us. And the the financing that we would provide, i.e. the cost structure of paying us back is always guaranteed to be lower than the average wage increase of the company. So it's actually cost saving instead of costing you anything. So where, what do people, what do, what do people think of you as like if, if a, if, if, <laughs> if you're talking to finance or HR, what do they, you know, you're kind of a platypus and a giraffe kind of together, but where, where, where do they, where do they put you? I'm really curious as to kind of how they categorize you. So it, it, we we can either be positioned as an amazing, stunning, first of its kind employee benefit that is also cost saving to the company, right? Or we can be positioned as this as this amazing new innovative finance hack for the company that also does really amazing things for your employees, and it it really does depend on the the you know the the needle moving. Um, KPIs of the company. It depends on you know what the priorities are for 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 a company. So uh, we would we would you know if we go through finance, it would often be companies concerned about recession, um, wanting to have better control over cash flow, wanting you know better predictability and optimizing their balance sheet, and and obviously cost saving. We will come into them saying, listen, you have this hidden gem on your balance sheet that you didn't even know. Let us, you know, help you with all of that. And by the way, provide this incredible benefit to your employees. Conversely, we can come in through Comp Invent or or, uh, VBHR and say, listen, we have this amazing benefit uh, for your employees. But unlike a lot of the other benefits, your CFO is going to love this, right? 
Um, so that's kind of the, the go-to-market for us. I love that. I I uh, I would rather see you as a benefit communicated uh, by the employee communications people uh, as a benefit because uh, and it, it truly is a benefit. Um, so, you know, but I understand kind of companies would go about that a little bit differently, just depending on kind of their priorities, as you said. Let's do some some buy side things real quick. What's what's your favorite part of showing people? Uh, sorbet what's your kind of aha moment when you can actually get them into a demo and again whether or not it's finance or accounting or hr whomever's on the other side of this when you can kind of get them to this place where you if i can get them there then you know they're going to have that aha moment so i have two two favorite aha moments one is that the the one thing that's cool about our solution is that every single buyer or decision maker is also an employee who also has a PTO balance, who also hasn't taken a vacation in forever. So this hits home in, in so many levels and they they understand it both from their own specific personal perspective and and the value that they will receive, but also from a from a, a more broader kind of uh, you know employer perspective. And so that's always a really great moment when people start you know, realizing on themselves, like what would they do with all this money? And they start doing like the back of the envelope calculation of how much they could actually get out of this. And, you know, think about this, their next really amazing vacation that they can now fund, you know, partially or fully from, from unused vacation days. So that's one moment. Um, and then the, the other thing is that there's something really poignant and, and, and amazing about the impact we're actually seeing with the users that we have. Um, very often uh, our users are, you know, lower wage earners, frontline workers. And for them, you know, getting access to a few hundred dollars uh, each month of additional compensation is is truly life changing. And we're hearing these amazing stories of people who, you know, buy medicine because they have access to sorbet or get to spend, you know, more quality time with their kids because they have that you know, extra amount of money, or they now have money to go uh, out to lunch with coworkers because up until now they couldn't afford it. So things like that, when, when you feel like you're truly making an impact in people's lives. I love that. So let's, let's do um, some, I know it's early, uh, early stage in, in terms of only being alive for two years, but some customer stories without brand names. So what I'm really looking for is you started a company and all of a sudden, you know, two years later, People are doing great things with Sorbet. Can you tell us some of those stories without mentioning their names? Yeah. So one of my favorite stories is a, a user who um, told us that, you know, he was at a, at a pharmacy late at night. Um, you know, he had to drive a, a while because he lives in kind of a rural area and he got to the pharmacy. He had to buy medica medication for his daughter. And all of a sudden realized that he forgot his wallet and, and he was already like fully prepared to drive an hour back home to go get their wallet. And, and, and he then realized that he can use survey um, and, and use survey at that moment. Or um, another, one of my favorite stories is this, um, this um, uh, user who told us that he has um, a daddy daughter day. Um, once a week where he spends quality time with his daughter and their favorite pastime, the favorite thing that, that they usually do is they, they fill up the, the, the car with gas and they go um, to drive around and look at like, um, you know, other slightly more well-off people's houses. Um, and so with Sorbet, he had a little extra money. So he filled up the gas uh, a little bit more uh, that time. And he had a, a little extra time to go a little bit further and spend a little bit more time 
uh, with with his daughter. Um, you know, things like that. There there are a ton of of stories like that, but but truly kind of giving people the 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 ability to uh, indulge a little bit and take care of themselves slightly more than than they they would have otherwise. Well, this gets to kind of well being, mental health. You know all kinds of things that, that that enrich people's lives. If if they're not taking off work, <laughs> they can't they can't have those moments. They can't have that time to to do those things. So uh, I love it, and I'm sure there's thousands of other stories like that. Um, questions that that prospects should ask Sorbet, like what? Because it is something that is uh, new and and great that's 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 awesome but what what should they be asking you in the sales process what what are the questions that they should ask so one thing that is important for us from a values perspective is that we never never want to come off as if we're disincentivizing people to take time off because we're very very passionate about the fact that people should to your point before it is the right thing to do people should take care of themselves people should recharge um all of research overwhelmingly points to the fact that if people do take time off, their productivity improves, their stress levels go down, they're more creative. So we're all for that. Um, the the what survey was born out of is the realization that not everyone can take time off. Um, sometimes because they can't afford to, or sometimes it's because they're you know they're they're a frontline worker and and they can't be replaced. Um, and, and, you know, with that, with that understanding that not anyone, everyone can use all of their time off, what we're trying to do is repurpose the amount of time that you can use towards your wellness. Um, and, and a lot of times what our customers actually use Sorbet towards is to incentivize people to take time. So what we're there essentially doing is saying, if you use a certain percentage of your time, you can then un- unlock the rest of it and use it towards, you know, enhancing your vacation or taking care of yourself or spending more time with your family. And that's, you know, kind of our unique um, technology, which is our algorithm that allows every person to look into their usable versus their unusable time. We look at your previous consumption habits. We look at demographics. We'll look at, you know, specific policies of your company, seasonality, things like that. And we can tell each and every individual, um, you know, bespokely, you know, what their unusable portion is, what would they, what we predict will ultimately be the portion of time they don't use. And it's that portion of time that we encourage them to then liquidate cash out and use towards whatever it is that they need to use it towards. Um, so that's one thing um, that, that we're very passionate about. Um, the other thing is just on implementation. Very often people uh, from, you know, HR are very, very hesitant about enrolling new HR programs because of the right. friction. Um, our onboarding is super, super easy. Um, we are in a position where we're able to integrate with most, most HRIS systems rather frictionlessly. But the beauty is that even if you want to try us out just with secured CSV files, it's the most seamless experience. It's kind of like just like uploading a, a file into you know uh, any any um, you know Google Doc uh, experience. So um, very very easy. Of course, we're fully compliant. We're SOC two compliant. So none of the data is, is stored with us. We only have anonymized data on our system. So um, it's very secure. It's very safe, and you can essentially start with us with a with a with an encrypted CSV file. 
I love it. Okay, so last question. Uh, the future for Sorbet in the next uh, 12, 14 months or so, like what's success for y'all? Um, just continue to grow, uh, onboard new customers, um, make a big difference in people's lives. Uh, we're seeing people now when they use our systems, they they cash out almost twice a month. They use us almost on a daily basis. And it really is, you know, there is that statistics that most Americans, if they had a an emergency, you know, a few hundred dollars expense, they won't be able to afford it. And with Sorbet, on average, we're able to unlock almost, I mean, sorry, $3,000 in additional compensation, which I think is, is super impactful for people. Oh, yeah. Really now. And it's and it's there already. They're just not using it, and and again helps benefits both the company and the, and the, and the employee. This is wonderful, Vital. I have uh, it's eloquent. Uh, what you've built is absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, and thanks for everyone listening to the Use Case Podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and hit us up at recruitingdaily.com.